Good morning. Welcome to Heart and Soul Center of Light. My name is Felicia Williams Cozy, and I am a licensed practitioner at Heart and Soul, and I'm honored to be facilitating our meditation experience this morning. This morning, we are taking the opportunity to immerse ourselves in stillness so that we may connect with the knower within in order that it be our guide during this time of change. Wherever you are, I invite you to make yourself comfortable so that you may be open to divine guidance. Know that right where you are, God is, and therefore it is a safe and sacred space. So if you are willing, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to close and take this opportunity to relax and let go of all that has transpired up until this moment. Join me in taking a deep conscious breath. Breathe in and release with a sigh. Now give thanks for your breath as you gently allow it to return to its natural rhythm. Take a moment now to notice the path your breath takes through your body. While the path our breath takes like each of us is unique, every breath is a part of the one breath which is breathing us all. Let your breath be an ever-present reminder of your oneness with spirit and its ever availability as a guide and source of inner peace, love, and clarity, regardless of outer circumstances. As we enter the stillness, remember to focus on your breath, and I offer this affirmation as our guide. I have been that I have been. I am that I am, and I will be what I will be simultaneously. Thank you.
I have been that I have been. I am that I am. And I will be what I will be simultaneously. I now invite you to return your awareness to the space that you are in. To do this, you might focus on your feet and notice and feel the support of the floor underneath. You might gently rub your palms together and begin to expand your awareness and feel the space around you. And when you are ready, I invite you to gently allow your eyes to open. This completes our meditation experience this morning. And so it is. Thank you for creating this safe and sacred container of love for our service. We have a wonderful opportunity during these times to spend more time being still and renewing our connection with the One. And I invite you to do so whenever and wherever possible. It has been a pleasure and an honor to facilitate this morning's meditation. Thank you. Good morning, good morning, good morning, family. Welcome to Heart and Soul's virtual Sunday service. Today is Sunday, January 10th. My name is Sonia Russell. I am a licensed practitioner and proud founding member here at Heart and Soul. And it is my great pleasure to offer you some ways you can be more fully engaged with Heart and Soul at this time. I want to start by letting you know that our theme for 2021 continues from 2020, from Adventures in Faith, and now we are Rising Up, family. So Adventures in Faith, Rise Up is our theme for 2021. We are deeply engaged already in Around the Year with Emmett Fox, which is our daily read. We're inviting you to stay connected with us in all the ways there are to be connected, including visiting our website and then finding us on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and in all the ways that you listen to your local podcasts. There will be an opportunity for us to give together in community, but we invite you into giving anytime by visiting our website or texting to give. And we offer that you can stay um, even more closely connected and have uh, details delivered right to your email box by signing up for our service recap. And we invite you into our community affirmation. Thank you for everything. I have no complaint whatsoever. Our practitioners continue to be engaged in our weekly it's a weekly book study, essentially, to make sure that we are really grounding in the read and we have an opportunity to completely expand our lives and expand our living. And so we invite you into joining the practitioners every Monday, um, beginning 
uh, beginning last week, in fact, 6.30 p.m. Pacific time is when we start. Uh, and you can join by just visiting heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday Review. And Imagining Justice is underway, hosted by Valerie Joy Fidmont and David Walker. We begin with meditation at 6.15 on Wednesdays. And this week, they're showing up in the world, division or diversity, something we really are working out in our world and in our city, uh, the city of Oakland specifically. We're doing excerpts from the Urban Mindfulness Summit panel with uh, comments from Councilperson Lynette McElhaney. And then there will be some discussion to follow. It's always a good time in Imagining Justice Family, especially in a time where we are really working to support ourselves in knowing a higher truth. So come and be with us on Wednesdays. And we remind you that Tammy Hall is live on Thursdays via Facebook Live from 6 to 8 p.m. She is an absolute treasure, and we're really excited to know that she is doing this for her joy and love of our people and of music. So make sure you're supporting our sister Tammy and that you're tipping generously. We want to remind you that you can get a pop or a point of power anytime by visiting our YouTube channel. We have some beautifully curated playlists going on there, and we invite you to get into allowing your life to be changed um, with a five-minute pop from our beloved Reverend Andriette Earl. And because we recently moved, we are, and if you are considering a gift for Heart and Soul, uh, we invite you into a gift card of some sort um, so that you can help. We have, uh, we also have some things remaining on our Amazon wish list. Uh, there are just lots of ways you can support. Just imagine a new space and us really needing to ensure we have all of the things we need. So please consider supporting in that way. Oh, and so family, I invite you to take a moment and find your breath. Our vision is how we endeavor to show up on the planet. And so we like to make sure we take time to ground ourselves in it. And so we recited together, family. We are a loving and compassionate, world-class teaching and empowerment ministry. Through a consciousness of universal God presence, we release all resistance, separation, and fear. We claim our personal liberation and accept the eternal availability of joy, love, and abundance. Through our intention to be love and spread joy, we engender reflections of the same and more in others. Our ministry is a gift to the world, which expands through our practice and dedication. We welcome all people, and together we make a quantifiable positive difference on the planet. And so it is. And so now, family, I invite you to simply find your breath. Become fully present in this moment. (sighs) Releasing all that happened before this time and giving no concern with all that must happen after this time, simply allowing ourselves to be here now. We are touching and agreeing. We are remembering to remember that the infinite is present here and now. This moment, this breath, this is our oneness, our opportunity to know that without exception and regardless of appearances, we are one. One life, 
one breath, one absolute perfect opportunity to experience the infinite. I know that God is all there is, ever has been and ever will be. I know that this moment, this life, we are steeped with the perfection of God. And it is in this knowing that I, Sonia, speak my word on behalf of my beloved Heart and Soul Center of Light community, giving thanks in advance for our deepest heart's desires being made manifest. I know that we know love and we know joy and we know peace. And I know that we want love and joy and peace for everyone. Without exception, God is moving through each and every one of our lives. And I know that we have the power to remember to see love in every person. We have the power to remember to see the good in every situation. We have the power to know the truth, to stand courageously, vulnerably, and unapologetically in it, that we are one, that God is present, and that all is truly well. And so I'm giving thanks I'm giving thanks in advance for the perfect manifestation of our lives. I'm giving thanks for divine health and wellness. Thanks for abundance and prosperity. Thanks for relationships where we are safe and where we know trust and where we feel seen. I'm giving thanks for remembering that we are worthy of all good things. I am giving thanks that each and every day and in each and every moment, in each and every breath, we have the opportunity to remember God, to remember love, to remember the truth of who we are, and to spread that love, to spread that joy, to spread that truth around generously, joyously, knowing that it comes back to us, heaped up, pressed down, and running over. And so I'm giving thanks for Heart and Soul Center of Light and the permission it gives us to be more powerful beings on the planet. I am giving thanks for all of the hearts and hands that support this ministry. I am giving thanks for our practitioners and our board and our ministers and our beloved Reverend Andriette for saying yes, for so powerfully saying yes. I am grateful, family, this day and every day for the good sense to be grateful and simply release this word into the law, knowing that it is done, accepting it as so now and forevermore. And so it is. With no proof anyone could hear In our hearts a hopeful song We barely understood Now we are not afraid Although we know there's much to fear We were moving mountains long Before we knew we could Who knows 
adventure in faith and you will rise up when you believe I will rise up when I believe 
He will rise up when he believes. She'll rise up when she believes. We will rise up when we believe. And this notion of rising up is not just a physical peace. This isn't just you getting up out of your chair rising up. This is your spirit lifted. This is your eyes. <laughs> I will lift up mine eyes. And it's not so much to the hills, but it's to look beyond the problem. I'll rise up in knowing. I'll rise up in my understanding. I'll rise up in my acceptance. I'll rise up. Oh, y'all, those lyrics, I kind of feel like we ought to just, there's a part of me, y'all know how I get sometimes, this notion of rising up in faith and in prayer. By the way, 2021 is our year of prayer. We've been praying, but this is the year we consciously, intentionally set that forth as our intention. This is just where we say this is the year where what we do is we pray. We've been praying, but this is the year that we set that out front, that we lift that up, that that's what we do first, that that's how we set our intention. So there's a part of me, this is what I started to say, y'all, that, you know, sometimes I feel like we ought to just play the song again, and then we just stop at every line, <laughs> and I'll go over it, but I just, you know, I just have... There's just so much that's on my heart, but I do have to work with these lyrics just a little bit because I want to make certain sometimes we're swaying and we get caught up in the voice and the modulation and the skills and all of, and that's wonderful. That's all a part of it. But right now, I want our attention on the specific lyric where it says, so in times when all your hope is gone, now, this is where y'all need to do your little personal testimony, right there in front of Zoom and Facebook and YouTube, to just say, yes, Rev. In times when all your hope is gone, this may not be the moment, but if you recall a time in which you felt like, you know what, There's, I don't even have any hope around this anymore, that moment. And then the lyricist says, and you go through life afraid. That's what happens. When you no longer have faith and hope, you're no longer trusting, you go through life afraid. In your heart, though, lies a hopeful song. Come on, get to it. Get thee to the hopeful song that is there even when you've given up hope. See, it's the way that we are constructed. In our conscious mind, we can make our... Come on, Mother Harriet, help me out with this. We can make ourselves believe that we are bondage to something that cannot hold us. It will look like every bit of physical evidence will look like you can't go another father. Y'all understand another father. It will appear as if you are restricted, totally, that you have no choice. And yet, what does the lyricist say? In your heart there lies a hopeful song. Awaken that, Mother Harriet, and Harriet Jacobs, and all of the ones. There are so many whose names we will never know, because under cover of darkness, they escaped. And they never came forth. There was never, a, there was never any facilitation of 
every individual revealing themselves. It wasn't safe to do so. So we will never know the legions of folks who heard the hopeful song and responded. But we are among them in our own way. This is a, call, I'm a, this is a calling out. The, the lyricist says, that is there to guide the way. This hopeful song is there to guide the way. Come on, Mother Harriet, because we know that that first time you left, that there was no map, that there was no guidance other than the North Star, other than your, your hopeful song, other than your spirit, other than your relationship with the divine. This year, you see, in prayer, prayer relies on, for real, for real prayer, come on, affirmative prayer, relies on an authentic relationship with divine source. So it's not about the words. It's not about how loud it gets. It's not about how lyrical it is. It's not about how fancy it gets. It's not about any of that. It's about it being constructed, based in, foundational, an authentic relationship with divine source. This is why the, the master teacher Yeshua that the world ultimately came to call Jesus is is known, well, for so many things, but this notion of praying to Abba, praying to Father, that was not how it was done. It was so remote, and he brought it in close. Come on, Daddy. Some of us would say, Mama, Father, Mother, God, we're bringing it in close, establishing our awareness of our divine relationship. Excuse me. <clears throat> That's what happens when I stand up here hollering at the people. <laughs> the lyricist goes on to say, you soon will learn. Oh, sorry. I moved ahead too far. And all the hurt, come on, and all the pain. You soon will learn was not in vain. I know that when you're in it, you cannot fathom that out. You, you, you don't have access to, to the mechanisms, the, the processness in that moment. Oh, but when you come to yourself, prodigal son and daughter, when you come to yourself, that's when the knowing is required. That's why it's so important to do the work. And all the hurt and all the pain you soon will learn was not in vain. For all your prayers, they will be heard. They've come to pass through faith. That's how prayer manifests. It's through faith. You must see it. You must feel it. You must know it. Before it appears, it is your knowing. It's your calling it forth out of your energetic presence. Oh, we, we got time to work all this out. I just ask that you stay with me. Just stay with us in this. There can be miracles when you believe. Here's the thing. Though hope is frail, it's hard to kill. <laughs> oh, you better write some lyrics. That, 
that part of the lyric right there sets my heart afire always. Though hope is frail. So it means that you, you may not be able to get a good grip on it. You may not be able to hold on to it. You may be like, where the hope at? I just had some hope. But it's hard to kill. So even though when you can't find it, when you can't sense it, your work, my work, our collective work is to know that it's still there. Look at here. We are on an adventure in faith. And the call is to rise up in knowing. Here's, y'all, I, I just, I got to tell you, there's an elephant in the room. A huge elephant in the room. And here's the thing. If we don't acknowledge the elephant in the room and do whatever is required about it, you can't go in that room later on. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And it's metaphorical, but there is a huge elephant in the room in America. And somebody just pulled the drapes back, and we saw it the other day. The drapes somehow got opened, and all of the tussling and carrying on, the drapes were opened, and we were like, my Lord, look at the elephant exposed right there. We knew there was an elephant in the room. But many of us never believed that we would actually see it exposed. And I know there are those who, like, that wasn't a real elephant, though. That was a paper mache elephant. That was something that looked like an elephant. And they tried to, mm -mm, you need to know what you know. I love this little, the, the little caricature that, that I found to go with that that says, <laughs> I'm right there in the room. And they can't even acknowledge me. Because to me, that's what's up. That's what's up. The elephant is right there in the room. And yet, they won't even acknowledge me. And what, what, look, look at the other little image there that, that shows that what's up with us is the awkwardness of it. You know, how could I say something? How could I say that, that, that racism and white supremacy is right there in my face? And it's, because you, you get what? You begin to avoid it because I haven't said that for the past 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. Just yesterday, as long as I've been on that job or had that neighbor or whatever the situation, circumstance is, so I'm just reluctant to even bring it up again. They haven't been hearing me. The denial. And then, come on, we have to tell the whole truth, just the very ignorance of, I don't know nothing about it, it can't be real. All the silence. So there's the elephant in the room, in the room of our consciousness. That it be, see, pray this is you'll not, be our I think, because what we teach and endeavor to practice and watch has us everything to do with, some would say simplifying it, positive thinking. And I ain't mad at you if that's what you sense in it. It's way deeper than that. 
But if that's where you, you know, you got to get in where you fit in. So if, if that's where you fit in right now is this is positive thinking, then I'd say what's the alternative? If you're not doing positive thinking, what kind of thinking are you doing? But this is, this is deeper than this. This is transformational. This is transmutational in, at its core. And here's what I wanted to be sure that I said to you today that we cannot allow law and order, this notion, I should have put that in quotes, because it doesn't really mean law and order. You know, law is in principle, divine law. It certainly doesn't mean divine order. It means this thing. So when we, do, when we send it out in the recap, we want to make sure we put the quotation marks on it, okay? Because it's that thing that is code for shut it down. It's code for contain it. It's code for there's an elephant, but the intention is to act like that doesn't have anything to do with this. So we cannot allow that and equal justice to be mutually exclusive. All of this has to work together. Because underneath the way that we have manifested and performed law and order, there's a, there's a deeper and a true, a true opportunity, an authentic opportunity, one that honors all humanity and is born out of divine law and divine order. In Matthew 12 and 25, in the King James Version, it says that the master teacher knew their thoughts and said unto him, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation. And every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. I need you to know that house is all... Now, first of all, let's just acknowledge that this is King James Version. So I need to say that. And we know that the translator is traitor in terms of this notion that whatever that one translated on behalf of the king could not offend the king. It couldn't be, it could never be against anything the king was up to. Or promote anything the king didn't want anybody else to be up to. So that we just have to lay that foundational. Now that does not mean that we can't discern some truth, the spirit of truth that is in it. We know that house is always consciousness. So when our consciousness is divided against itself, you're not going to make it through. See, you can't act like there's not an elephant in the room, and you know there is, and be whole. You know, at some point, it's a crash and burn kind of situation. It, it, I'm trying to tell you, I, mean, I know you already know. I know you already know this. What I'm working to do is to connect some dots because we're forever supporting the awareness of how life got to be the way it is, you see. I know sometimes there's the frustration of, Rev, I've been praying, been praying, and haven't had any results. And that's real. But we want to look at how you pray. Not the words but the house from which you pray. 
the consciousness from which you pray. See, though hope is frail, it's hard to kill. So are you praying from hope or are you whining and crying about it? Are you begging and beseeching or are you already knowing? See, it makes a difference. Makes a difference from, from what consciousness we're praying. I told you I love this card that my, my sister across all time and space, Suzette, gave me. And I've, I've now kind of begun to mess with it. You know how I am with words. But the idea here is that our challenge for the new year and for the new you, look at here, the challenge for the new year and the new you is to turn what we know is right into righteous action. To walk toward the light of truth with no fear so that this new year will be a year of positive change. It's on us. It's not, it's not that we declare the year on January 1 and then kick back and watch it unfold. <laughs> ah, this ain't that. This is instead our requirement to declare it and then walk it through, to be in righteous activity around calling that forth. It would be to know it, to claim understanding, acceptance of divine source. And then engage in authentic relationship with divine source. How are we going to do this? How are we going to call this forth? You know, if there ever was a time to invoke James Baldwin, now would be it, that any real change, y'all know this, implies the breakup of the world as one has always known it. Now that would be the breakup of the world as our ancestors knew it, as we know it now. The loss of all that gave one an identity, the end of safety. So now is not the time to turn tail. Now is not the time to leave your, or to curse your adventure in faith. See, sometimes I think we don't fully understand prayer, the power of prayer. We pray in earnest. And we have a vision. <laughs> and I feel you all about the vision and the outcome. But we don't understand how much has to fall away in order to get there. And James Baldwin understood this. That the change we're praying for requires that the thing has to fall apart. If any of you have ever watched those those uh, television reality show that my my 600 pound or 700 pound that you you know they don't just walk out the house the same way they got in there they end up taking out a whole wall and sometimes have to build equipment to get one out so this elephant that's in the room we're not just gonna offer it peanuts and it's gonna start coming following us out we may have to dis destruct. We may have to tear apart the entire structure that it's in or allow it to fall away 
But the idea is to be aware, to be aware that this is, see, this is not the time to get so shocked that we can't make another move. It's to understand that this, too, is a part of it. There's an elephant in the room, and there's going to be some mess because elephants come with some mess. Just to, Have you ever touched an elephant? I was in South Africa. And when you go, it's, it's it'll, like almost that little, the bristle hair on it could all, you'd be like, whoa, you know, can't really pet you much. It's a whole, until you've been around an elephant, you get, and they, I imagine they rinsed them, I mean, I saw them with the hose and whatever, but that wasn't enough. Yeah, I'm just trying to tell you all, so I'm trying to tell you, if there's an elephant in the room, it's some funky stuff. And that's not like metaphor. <laughs> I need you to know that at any given moment, it's about to get even more funky. But look, it's so possible. You know, I'm, I'm still taken by Jingle Jangle. I know they put that on for me. I was just transformed. Give me the, all of that and then some singing and some dancing and some black folks with natural hair, and I just, you know, I may need smelling salts. And it had all of that, but you know, I'm a lyric girl. So this idea of knowing it's possible. Though hope is frail, it's hard to kill, so my work is to know it's possible. And so our protagonist knows it's possible, and she sings it beautifully. Watch me rise high above the obstacles. That. Watch me become who I'm supposed to be. This could be part of somebody's prayer. Oh, the possibilities. Don't tell me it's too far to go. Don't, don't tell me about what I can't do because the elephant. I know that I'm unstoppable. Because the square root of impossible is me. I'm going to work all that out. It's within me. The infinite possibility is within me. There's this notion that comes out of that for me that is what I'm calling the deep roots of faith. Because I, I think that's where the jam is right there. It's, it's that the, 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 we, we know that, that where the roots are, are shallow. The, the plant may look good for as long as it can look good, but in time, there's not enough root to hold it. The parable of the sower lays that out beautifully for us. Somebody remind me that I'm coming back next week with the parable of the sower because that supports our deep roots of faith. Kirk Franklin, in his lyrics, and I smile, I am always so taken with this line. It's so hard to look up when you've been down. Sure would hate to see you give up now. Because I, we, it, what I get is it's, it's this, this empathy. This empathy of I, I see you, I feel you, I, I, I get that it's not 
that it's not working, that this, this COVID situation and the shelter in place and how it's disrupted the workplace and the work opportunities and the financial security for some and the family relationships and all of the difficulties. But looky here, I sure would hate to see you give up right now. I would hate to see you, Peter, deny the presence of the divine. I would, I would hate to see you get caught up right now not knowing that this, the thing is, what did James Baldwin say? That it's all going to fall apart. I'd hate to see you give up just because it's falling apart and catch you in there trying to put the dang thing back together knowing it never did work. But don't we do it? Don't we say that? But just, it would at least be familiar, Rev. If I could just, this part, this unknown part, I'm out here without knowing what this is. And let me just put this back together because at least I know how to deal with the pain and the suffering. Muhammad Ali singing my song. It's the repetition of affirmations, he says, that leads to belief. And once that belief becomes a deep conviction, that's when things begin to happen. He's laying out our work. This is our work. Our work is to affirm, to declare in earnest, to know, to have our house in order and in balance, to be of one mind deep conviction, and that's when things begin to happen. Come on with that. Come on with that. I was, um, ooh-wee, today is January 10th, yes? Wow. Okay, I'm going to take the time. um, mm. Okay, tell you what, it's just going to be in the recap because... I'm getting that. Just keep going, girl. Just keep going. So look here. In tomorrow's, you know, we're reading Emmett Fox around the year with Emmett Fox. And so from tomorrow's reading, I know today is January 10th, and you see I already had that for you, but that's I'm getting that I'm to go on to the 11th. And so on the 11th, he talks about the seven main aspects of God. Now, he just alludes to it, but I want to reference, I want to refer you more deeply. He has a booklet that you can see right here that is the seven main aspects of God that also are the fundamental truths about God. And I've laid them out for you here because he starts this piece for tomorrow by saying, what is God like? So for all of our authentic connection with divine source, the question still is, so what is God like? And here's some of the answer. You have to figure it out for yourself, but but understand as I go through these, you just claim that you understand it, even if you don't, because it's an inside job. Begin to tell yourself, I understand this. Go to bed with it. I understand this, and awaken with a greater understanding. This is how life gets to be the way it is. Or you can simply declare, I don't understand it, I don't understand it. And in a little while, you just put it down. And you really won't understand it. I can tell you right now, you keep that up, you're really not going to understand it, even if you kind of did it first. 
So the idea here is that as I go through it, just declare, you understand it. Oh, I understand that. And then allow yourself, allow your mind, infinite mind, to bring it to you. Because there's an opening there. I hope this is clear. We, we, go, we got a whole year to work this out, so don't worry about it. We're just going to start right here. So Emmett Fox offers us that God is life, and that where God is, there life is, and that God is your life. God is my life. God is all life. See, this helps us to get the elephant out the room. When we're clear about the truth about God and the truth about self, the elephant in the room begins to just morph into the presence of truth. Speaking of truth, God is truth. It's not just truthful. God is not truthful. But it's truth itself. Wherever there is truth, there is God. Love. There is no condition that enough love will not heal. Love never fails. Now, if anybody is thinking, oh, mm -mm," that means you haven't loved your way through it. And this occurred to me because when I first, if you're looking at 2 Corinthians, you just, you know, love is and love, you'd be like, "Mm, not in, you'd be like, oh, but did I really? Could I prove it? Could I absolutely prove it? And that's what I came to in this notion of love never fails is your responsibility is to prove love. Dang, did I just say that? Oh, Okay, I feel like I ought to just put the thing down and go sit down somewhere now because it'd be like, do I have time to talk here? Do I have time to deliver a message when I need to be over there really harnessing, really bringing into my conscious awareness the presence of divine love and me being not just the receptor of it, but the projector of it, the manifester of it, the expression of it, all of that. Make that the truth of my being, my identity. God is intelligence. God is intelligence itself. God isn't smart, so we're not anthropomorphizing God. We are looking at the principle. This is an intelligent universe, and it is because God is intelligent. Intelligence. So God individualized as human, and you, each and every one of us, is an individualization of God. Spirit. Know that matter works, wears out, but spirit does not. It is substance. And you, I, all of us are spirit. Lastly, he says, spirit is, I'm sorry, God is principle. God does not change. Like any principle that you, in algebra, in chemistry, in any science, the principle, you know you can set your watch to that. That, if you got that principle down, you can work with some stuff. I always marvel at the, the contractors and engineers in the room because when we teach this, there's a part of this they get. Why? Because they're trained in accepting the law, the principle, the rule for the thing. And if they don't violate the rule, they don't get executed. They don't get shocked. They don't get you. You follow me? So they, they, they don't necessarily understand it at its core, like how did it get to be that way? But they respect it. 
And this is us respecting principle, tuning into divine principle, knowing it in a way. In the seven main aspects of God, after he after Emmett Fox lays it out for us, he says in summary, so these seven main aspects are all true of God at all times. In practice, it is often better to handle a particular problem by realizing two or more of them. In case of doubt, he says, quietly claim that God is thinking through you. Let me tell you, try it. Don't. Don't even try to respond until you integrate this into your practice. God is thinking through me. In this situation, because you come up with your first thing. Someone messaged me recently, and I knew I couldn't go with my first mind. Have to let God think through me, because when Andriette was thinking, we don't want to send that response. It was instead, so I'm still sitting with it. I'm still sitting with it. Not the highest necessarily um, internet, uh, email, Slack etiquette. But far better for me to allow divine spirit to craft my response. Letting God think through through me. Because God doesn't have any issue around it, the divine. You see, I don't care what words you use. I understand that God is but a German word that we are working. It's not our native tongue in any way, shape, or form, but whatever you call it, call it often enough so that it knows you're talking to it. That's what I'm going to say. So the notion here is, is this calling it is, is prayerful in its nature. Here's the thing. In a world where pain and sorrow will be ended and every heart broken will be mended and will remember we are all God's children. Let that be our prayer. Those are the lyrics to the song, The Prayer. I pray you'll be our eyes And watch us where we go Help us to be wise In times when we don't know Let this be our prayer When we lose our Lead us to a place. 
Guide us with your grace to a place where we'll be safe. La luce che tu nel cuore resterà. Sento che ci sarà 
In today's world especially, it's not easy to keep a center going. You know, often as a participant or a congregant or someone who's part of the community, we're not really thinking maybe about the electric bill and about all the many things it takes to keep a community together and growing. Some of you know that I am the founder of the Prosperity Plus programs 1, 2, and 3, and I know that your center has offered these programs to you. I'm a deep believer in tithing. And we all have giving patterns. Many of us give actually only emotionally. We give when we feel like we have a little extra. And then there's another kind of giving that's a regular repeated giving that comes with a percentage to it. And if it's not 10%, it's 5% or it's 6%, but it comes out of a decision to have circulation in your life, planting in a beautiful place like the heart and soul center of light for the growth of a community that you has nurtured you, can nurture you further, and more than that, can spread this wonderful message to a world that is deeply hungering, even if they don't know yet that they're hungering for it. So I invite us on this day to lean in and make a commitment for percentage giving over the next year. And then turn around every three months and take a look at what's happening in your life. Something happens when you're a regular giver. And each month as you're receiving your income, a portion of it goes to support. Uh, it changes the way you feel about yourself. It changes your level of expectation of good in your life. It changes your sense of worthiness and your connection with the very source of your life. Hello, family. Reverend Andriette set us up perfectly today when she said our challenge for the new year, and indeed the new us, is to turn what we know into righteous action. Your gracious giving to Heart and Soul Center of Light is righteous action. And we have several ways in which you can graciously give to Heart and Soul Center of Light. You can send a check to our mailing address at Heart and Soul Center of Light, 5627 Telegraph Avenue, number 405, Oakland, California, 94609. You can also give online at our website, heartsoulcenter.org slash give. And while you're there, you can even set up your gift to be a recurring gift or a one-time gift if that works best for you. Last but not least, you can text the word GIVE to 510-500-5849. Whatever way you choose to give is right and perfect, and it's also important that we maintain the proper consciousness for um, blessing our gift before it's even given, thereby establishing the good that our gift will do in the world. So wherever you may be in the world, I invite you to take your gift in hand and perhaps place it over your heart or maybe just put your hand over your heart as we bless our good together by saying, I bless this gift as healing energy and send it into the divine flow of all good. Infinite prosperity circulates through me, through my church, and throughout the world because I know God as source, and so it is. Thank you, Revelo. Thank you, family. I'm going to just remind you how you can be engaged at Heart and Soul, beginning with our practitioner book study around the year with Emmett Fox every Monday night at 6.30 p.m. Pacific time. Visit heartsoulcenter.org slash Monday Review to join. 
Imagining Justice is happening on Wednesday, hosted by Valerie Joy Fidma and David Walker. This week, we're showing up in the world, Division of Diversity, excerpts from the Urban Mindfulness Summit panel from uh, Councilperson Lynette McElhaney, followed by some discussion. It's going to be good and rich, and it is a time that we should be working on it. Tammy Hall is there on on. Facebook Live on Thursdays from 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific time. Make sure that you're supporting our sister and that you're tipping generously. You can get a point of power at any time by visiting our YouTube channel and having a look at any of the amazing points of power that Reverend Andriette has posted. Make sure that you're liking them, sharing them, and telling your friends. Since we've recently moved, we have some needs that we would love to have you support us in filling um, in a great new gift for our new church home would be gift cards of many sorts. You can also visit our Amazon wish list as there's still some things available. We're grateful uh, to have your support. We want to make sure that you remember that to support Marcus Bookstores, the oldest independently owned black bookstore in the country. Um, you can visit bookshop.org and shop Marcus Books there. And we're inviting you to support Kingston 11 Jamaican Cuisine at the Towns Gathering Space. You can visit kingston11eats.com. Heart and Soul Youth and Family has two uh, sort of branches. Our Pulse meets ages 13 to 18, meets via Zoom at 11.30 Pacific time on Sundays. Uh, you can have emails sent to the Pulse at heartsoulcenter.org to join. And our Youth and Family Village is engaged in asynchronous learning at this time. Heartsoulcenter.org slash watch YFV is where you can find fun and meaningful vis- uh, videos for your family. And because we know here at Heart and Soul that prayer works, group prayer is available following uh, every Sunday service via teleconference. It happens about 10 minutes after the conclusion of service. It also happens on Wednesdays at 7 a.m. Pacific time. We invite you to avail yourself to prayer because it absolutely is life-changing. And at this point, I would like to welcome back our beloved Reverend Andriette. Thank you, Sonia. I am, um, you know, this experience of our virtual service I've shared with you before is so different because I don't get to see you. I want you to know, though, that my heart is happy when I hear that you're here. And so if you'll just continue to let us know where you're from in the Bay Area, beyond, period, it just... It just supports me in um, feeling more connected to whoever's here. There are only about uh, four, five, six, seven, eight of us here in the room right now. And so it's very, very different to not see you or know that. But I do want you to know how grateful I am that we've expanded beyond the greater Bay Area. Grateful for the Bay Area folks who show up when we're, you know, in service but also for those of you from Front Royal, Virginia, Haco, Costa Rica, from Connecticut, from Maui, from Detroit, from Salida, California, from Auburn, California, from Victoria, B.C., Canada, Port Angeles, Washington, Vashon Island, Washington, Salvador, Bahia, Brazil. Love it. So grateful for you tuning in and being a part of our conscious, intentional adventure in faith. So just so very grateful. Want to just highlight in gratitude for our practitioners, our heart and soul practitioners, because of their um, 
they're around the year with Emmett Fox book review, so they are big tomorrow. Tomorrow evening is the perfect time to check in and just go a bit deeper to remember you are declaring your understanding and your acceptance. So all of this supports us in having this magnificent year of prayer where we are the prayer vibration ourselves. You know that um, we had been for a few years every Saturday a pop video. Now we have a library of them. You can have pop, a point of power video, anytime you choose. And so Sonia told you about how to get there through YouTube, Heart and Soul Center of Light, and just know that prayer works. That's what I've been talking about today is that it absolutely works and just inviting you to uh, call in for prayer after service and on Wednesday mornings and also to just our prayer and care circle. Um, we will be providing soon the phone number for that so that you can be in touch and just make sure that in addition to you praying for yourself, you praying for others, others praying with you, that you are in touch and have as much prayer support as you require. So as we go to prayer, I just want to offer from Marian Williamson's A Year of Miracles, which was our read for last year. This is from January 7th. I think it just sets the tone. And then I'm literally going to read a prayer, what Dr. Holmes, Dr. Ernest Holmes wrote, A Prayer for Our Country. But from Marian Williamson, she says, we cannot save the world without God's help. But he can't save the world without ours. I think you get this, that the divine needs our love. We need his love, and he needs. The divine needs our hands and our feet and our voices. And today, I give divine source access to my hands, my feet, my heart, my voice. And so in Ernest Holmes' words, in the prayer that he wrote for our country, believing in the divine destiny of the United States of America and in the preservation of liberty security, and self-expression for all. I offer this, my prayer for our country. I know that divine intelligence governs the destiny of the United States of America, directing the thought and the activity of all who guides its affairs. I know that success Prosperity and happiness are the gifts of freedom and are the divine heritage of everyone in this country. I know that success, prosperity, and happiness are now operating in the affairs of every individual in this country. I know the divine guidance enlightens the collective mind of the people of this country, causing it to know 
the economic security may come to all without the loss of either personal freedom or individual self-expression. I know that no one can believe or be led to believe that freedom must be surrendered in order to ensure economic security for all. The all-knowing mind contains the answer to every problem which confronts this country. I know that every leader in this country is now directed by this all-knowing mind and has the knowledge of a complete solution to every problem. Each is compelled to act upon this knowledge, this divine knowing, to the end that abundance, security, and peace shall come to all. And I know that this spiritual democracy shall endure, guaranteeing to everyone in this country personal liberty, happiness, and self-expression. For this, Father, Mother, God, for this and so much more, I am grateful. Grateful for these words, grateful for these sentiments, grateful for the roots from which they come. The spiritual rootedness. Grateful for this guidance on our adventure in faith. I simply release this word, this powerful word that I know cannot possibly return void. I release it now into the absolute perfect activity of law, which I know is love. And I know that love heals everything. So I let it be, sealing it for all eternity by simply saying, Amen, Ashe, and so it is. There's a song that we want to leave you with, this closing video. Part of the lyric is, Honestly, I want to see you be brave. Innocence, your history of silence won't do you any good. Did you think it would? Let your words be anything but empty. Why don't you tell them the truth? Say what you want to say and let the words fall out. I want to see you be brave. Let's walk with that this week. Here you go. Vocal Rush. You can be amazing. You could turn a phrase into a weapon or a drug. You can be the outcast to be the backlash of somebody's lack of love. Or you can start speaking up. Nothing's gonna hurt you the way the words do when they settle neath your skin. Kept on the inside and no sunlight, sometimes a shadow wins. But I wonder what would happen if you say what do you want? Honestly, I want to see you be brave What do you 
the mighty don't run just stop holding your tongue maybe there's a way out